This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. Let's wrap up this Monday edition of the show by catching up with AMI content development specialist Jim Crisco in Western Canada, specifically Edmonton, Alberta. Hey, good morning, Jim. Good morning, Dave. Jim, you're in Alberta, not too, too far from Lethbridge. So there was a recent march in Lethbridge that shed light on some of the challenges facing the disability community. So tell me about the Citizen Walkabout and the organization behind it. This is yeah. This was a really important march. It's it's um, it's been happening for a few years now. It's an annual march, uh, and there was actually a couple of organizations that are involved in it: the South Region Self Advocacy Network, and um, in partnership with the Southern Alberta Individualized Planning Association. So these groups get together and uh, they do a march um, uh, to City Hall, and um, it it really is important uh to draw attention to uh to some of the you know issues and concerns that these uh these folks have yeah there could be any myriad of concerns for people within the community about well take your pick right there's there's a wide ranging list of concerns but what were some of the key messages that marchers and protesters were trying to send at this particular march uh well what they're trying to do there's actually a couple of things there, it's to highlight, of course, the you know the issues, etc. Um, but they they also wanted to uh, to look at you know some of the wins and some of the the uh, the positives that they've experienced in the while. But truthfully, to draw attention to uh, the effect of transportation, communication, and finances on the disability community, and and you know is this specifically in southern Alberta? So uh, you know there's a there was sort of a dual factor they. They they're they've made some strides. Uh, they've made some great strides, and they they wanted to celebrate that. But they also wanted to let people know that there's still you know issues within transportation. There's issues in communication, and of course in finances. And especially now with um, you know as we're going through inflation and such, um, it's it's hitting everybody harder. Yeah, you you can't have a disability advocacy event without acknowledging the economic status of so many people with disabilities and a general lack of housing, as you say, transportation, a perpetual lacking point for people to get from point A to point Z in a dignified, efficient way. So certainly we can see why those those would be uh, big areas of concern. Jim, any sense of what the turnout was like, how many folks got involved in this uh, in this march in Lethbridge? Uh, you know what? I uh, I'm really not sure. I think it was a, it was it's usually a pretty strong turnout, uh, and also the people there's there's several people from the community from the disability community that are uh, that come out every year and they're they're participants every year, and uh, from what I understand, uh, they were quite pleased with the turnout. Not only the turnout but also the response, uh, because typically the the people you know that that should listen are listening. Uh, to this response, and they turned it into you know an event with um, uh, with uh, a barbecue and with mm-hmm. uh, entertainment and that type of thing as well. Yeah, so it's it it was good. Yeah, it's still a celebration at the end of the day. I know we, I know they definitely have that with the disability pride marches that exist uh, across the country as well. Where yes, there's an element of protest, but it's also community gathering. You still want people to enjoy themselves while they're there, no matter how serious it may be. Jim, that's. 
finances and transportation. Well, let's pivot one province over to Saskatchewan, where a housing benefit is up for conversation. The provincial government announced a new benefit to support people with housing needs. So the funding is for people in, quote, vulnerable situations. So who does that include? Uh, there's, they put it into a couple of different categories, uh, and it's called. It is the Saskatchewan Housing Benefit (SHB), and the first category is um, the the uh, people who are seeking safety from interpersonal violence uh, and leaving interpersonal violence situations to help them find a new place to live independently and safely. So that's one, and then the other one is uh, to support. Um, services to uh, live independently, including those experiencing mental illness, addictions, or behavioral changes. But within that group would be persons with disabilities who may also be working or living independently. So there is uh, a really good potential to um, to perhaps uh, get some, some additional aid in, in covering uh, rent and utilities. So those are the broad strokes of the program. Is there any, any notion of what the specifics are in regards to how much money an individual recipient may receive? Yes, they're they're basing uh, the amount of money on the the size of your your home. Basically, uh, one bedroom is two hundred and twenty five dollars per month. Two bedrooms, two hundred and seventy five dollars per month, and three or more bedrooms, three hundred and twenty five dollars per month. So right now, that's how they have it uh, divided up. And is this in partnership at all with the federal government, or is this specifically a provincial program? No, this is this is the feds as well. Uh, there's a it, it's part of the national housing strategy, uh, and I think that um, it's 11.5 million, I believe, that's available this year to to put into it. But yes, it is a provincial federal uh, partnership, which um, we are seeing, you know, more and more of that in in what I've been reading anyway, and uh, and it seems to be a really uh, effective and efficient use of money and and. Uh, a, typically covering some really, really well-needed things in the community. Jim, I know every now and then there is some tension between provinces, between premiers and the federal government. There's no doubt about that, but it's always nice when you see them getting along. Although oftentimes that comes with blank checks attached. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Well put. Yeah, it's amazing the happiness that money can buy, the the, the roses (laughs) and sunshine that money can buy when you're looking at uh, premiers and the prime minister maybe not butting heads as much as they think. Jim, just before we say goodbye to you today, I've got a music question for you. I went to go see a concert last Thursday, this band Jimmy Eat World. I'm not going to get into details, but they have a very famous song called The Middle, which has been called one of the top five pop punk or emo songs of all time. So over the weekend, some friends and I were trying to figure out Okay, that's fine. We can accept where it lands on that list. But then how does that evaluate into sort of the grander picture of all-time music? Jim, is it possible to rank music across genre and eras? Is it even conceivable? Can it even, can it even be done? You know what? Uh, that's a great question, Dave. I would say no, because there, there are just so much changes era to era. Um, and genre to genre in music. Uh, and, and then how would you ever kick the Beatles out of first place with like five of their songs? Right. And like, <laughs> and like, how do you compare like Beethoven to Dr. Dre? Exactly. Exactly. And, and if you look at something like, uh, you know, sales, does that really tell the story? 
Uh, the, probably not, yeah, right? Yeah, that one's tricky too, right? Plays and sales. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was, just, it was a thought that I had over the weekend as I was contemplating a very enjoyable concert and a very fun night and uh, a really good song that they definitely closed with because it's their biggest hit. So what do you do? You close with the big hit. You send the people out on a high note. That's, and that's what we do on Mondays when we talk to you, Jim. We send them out <laughs> on a high note. So thank you for this. Have a great week. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Thanks, Dave. Have a great week. That's Jim Crisco, a content development specialist for AMI. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.